Welcome to the Christian Worship Center podcast. We pray that this message encourages you and inspires you. Visit us online at cwcbayarea.com for service times and directions. Wow, that was powerful. John chapter 14. How many know what CWC stands for? Love God, love people, change the world. We, today we start a new series called This Is Us. Now, I'm told that there's a television show that is on this subject, and so never seen it before, but uh, we, we hear that. And uh, actually, Pastor Matt came up with the theme, not even realizing there was a television show regarding that. He doesn't watch any television unless it's basketball. If it's uh, the Celtics, he's all over it. But uh, we are going to be starting a series called This Is Us, explaining who we are and taking time to recognize who we are. And you know that we love God. First part of our statement of purpose is loving God and that loving God can be measured because love can be measured. And so by recognizing love can be measured, someone says that they love you, but they are not bringing the the um, proof, the evidence of that love, you have a right to question that love because love should be tangible. It's something that we should be able to measure. And at CWC, it's important for us not only to display our love for God, but to display our love for God in the follow, in the following of God. Amen? So Jesus said this in John chapter 14, verse 15, says this, If you love me, Keep my commandments. Come on, read that with me out loud. If you love me, keep my commandments. And so in the, the Passion Version puts it this way. I love the way it breaks it down. It says, loving me empowers you to obey my commandments. Somebody say amen. Pray with me now. Father, help in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated this morning. God bless you as you are seated. I want you to see that what Jesus was trying to get across to us, you know, I look around this room and recognize CWC is really not only multicultural, but we are multifaceted in regards to teams as well. Amen. Uh, We got a Patriot fan here this morning. We got Cowboy fans here this morning. We got Niner fans here this morning as well. We got, uh, let's see, uh, Viking fans here this morning. Okay, clearance rack fans this morning. <laughs> who, who, who else? Kansas, Kansas City fans. <laughs> poor Troy. Poor Troy went out and bought a Alex Smith jersey, and then they traded him a week later. <laughs> Should have held on to that receipt, man. Oh, Lord. And uh, we got Raider fans in the house this morning. Don't worry, bro. I didn't forget you. We also got Philadelphia Eagle fans in the house as well. You know, last year, uh, last year we were honored to have uh, Tory Smith and his wife uh, and their family were, were here on Super Bowl Sunday. He is a wide receiver for the Philadelphia Eagles now. He was playing for the Niners at the time. And so after church was over, we saw the family just kind of lingering, and Angie goes, I think they want to go out to lunch. So I said, well, ask them if they want to go out. So she 
approached him and I said, yeah, so we took them out to lunch and went to a little hole in the wall Mexican restaurant here on the east side. That's all we got here on the east side is Mexican restaurant. So we went and sat down and had, had, had lunch and we're talking about where they're going to go watch the game. And it was cool because I texted him earlier this week and said, hey, man, at least we don't have to worry about where you're watching the game this year. Uh, because he's with the Eagles and he's playing in the Super Bowl this year. And so him and his family are, are all at the game. He was lamenting the fact that he has to pay a full price ticket for his baby who's two years old. They have to pay, you know, that 500, 600, 1200, whatever the amount of dollar, the face value to get a baby into the stadium. That's just crazy. I said, stop complaining. At least you're there. You get to, you got the money to pay for it too. So <laughs> everyone say follow. So Luke chapter 9, take your Bibles, turn with me to Luke chapter 9. I forgot, man, I didn't even, just even say the San Diego Charger fans that are in the house right now as well. God bless the San Diego Chargers fans. Dave, you're such a nice guy. You clap for everyone, man. And I forgot the Pittsburgh fans, man, the Pittsburgh fans in the house. Bless your hearts. Now, uh, Luke chapter 9. Starting in uh, verse 23, Jesus is speaking, and he just got done revealing who he was to uh, all the, the, the followers, all his disciples. And this is what Jesus tells them. Then he said to them, if anyone, someone say anyone, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. I, I want you to understand that when Jesus uh, called people unto himself... He never had them pray a prayer. He never had them bow their heads, close their eyes, raise your hand, and then if they wanted to become a follower of him, say a prayer. And in fact, I want to share with you, those of you that have been in church for a minute, there's no such thing as the sinner's prayer in the Bible. You see, when Jesus had people follow him, Jesus was con- wasn't concerned so much about them saying a prayer as much as them living a lifestyle. When Jesus told them to follow, he wanted them to follow, not say a prayer and then do their own thing. Say it again, Pastor, because Jesus was about the follow, not about a prayer. He was about a lifestyle. And so Jesus didn't measure his success based on the crowds that followed, based on the crowds around him, but based on the people that followed him. And so he was okay that the crowds didn't follow him because he knew that he could take 11 men, even one that would deny him, take 11 men and transform the world. Because if he could get 11 people that would follow him, he could change the whole world systems. I'm here to tell you that if we could learn to stop coming to church and start learning to follow Jesus, we can transform our society. Somebody say amen. So Jesus reveals who he is and then he invites the disciples to follow them. Why? Because when God reveals who he is to you, he expects you to respond. You have to respond when God shows up. When God heals you, you got to respond. When God calls you, you got to respond. When God blesses you, you have a responsibility to respond because God is a God that gives out invitations. I want you to know every one of you has an invitation this morning to God. This is what's great. How many of you have ever, don't raise your hand, ever, ever there was a party going on and everyone was getting invited but you didn't? You see someone with a stack of invitations and they're passing them out and you're like, oh, you know, you stand up there in, in front of them and they just keep on passing you by. 
That's shady. Everyone's getting an invitation. You're like, you feel like Cinderella, like your ears got lost in the mail or something like that, got kicked under. The reality is this, is that God invites us all. In fact, I want you to take, take a look at this, that God qualifies those that he invites. That when God invites you, he qualifies you. Look at Luke 9. This is what he says. Then he said to them all, everyone say all. all. He's speaking to it, to the multitudes that are there. If anyone desires to come after me. What, what he's saying is this, if anyone, Jesus qualifies those that follow, but every, everyone say anyone. anyone. Anyone means everyone. Okay. There, there's something about this side, and I'm not sure why happened in first service too, because this must be the spiritual side this morning. Let me see if it's true in the second service like it was in the first. When Jesus says anyone, he means everyone. See, I was right. Just uh, the spirit of God must be flowing. It must be unbalanced right now. It must be flowing this way. But, but the reality is this, is that God says he invites everyone. Anyone means any. It doesn't matter your skin color. doesn't matter your financial background. doesn't matter what side of the tracks you grew up on. doesn't matter if dad was a drug addict or dad was a president. It does not matter who you came from, where you came from, the color of your skin. It doesn't matter what you did in your past. God is only concerned about your future. Anyone. And I'm, I'm here to tell you that if he said anyone and he means everyone, you are someone. Every one of you. So your past does not matter. He called them from various walks of life. And I love this. When Jesus calls the fishermen, you see fishermen. In their day and age, they were businessmen. They were the CEOs of their company. And so Jesus calls the CEO, and then he comes out and he reaches out to the thug. And he calls a couple Jewish zealots who were downright straight gang members in their day. So Jesus went from the CEO to the hood. He, he covered it all when he called people to follow him. So it doesn't matter what your past is. God, when he calls you, it's up to you to respond. You got an open invitation right now, baby. What are you going to do with it? You see, Jesus is inviting you this morning. He says this, though the, anyone who desires, anyone that, what, where's your desire at? See, every one of you is running after what you want right now. Whatever, wherever, how many have ever seen that movie, Pirates of the Caribbean? And he has this, this uh, Captain Jack has this, there's a little, there's a little guy back there waving his hand. There, there's a, he, he's, he had this compass that was broken. How many remember that? Okay. Had a compass that was broken, and what did that compass do? Where did it point to? Someone said it, I heard it. Whatever his heart desired. Wherever it is that he wanted is where it pointed. See, every one of us has that in our heart, that whatever you truly want is your, your true north. And what, if you're running after money, that's where your desire is. If you're running after relationships, that's where your desire is. What God is saying, would you make me the desire of your heart? Would you begin to put all those other things second and make me your desire? You see, whatever you, whatever you desire is what you pursue. Now, I want you to know that God loved you so much that God pursued you are you catching that God went after you 
Not only did he create mankind, after he created it and they fell, God went back to rebuy what he already owned. That's how much God loves you. I'm here to tell you that CWC, this is us. We must be a place of people that are actively pursuing the presence of God. Not, hey, I accepted Jesus when I was a baby or when I was a youth or when I was 13 or when I was 21. I said the prayer at one time. I'm not looking for a prayer. I'm looking for a follow. That's what Jesus is looking for. Somebody say amen. He goes on and says this, let him deny himself. Come on, somebody. Now, now, now th- this is... If I'm walking with Jesus and Jesus, you know, I'm one of the disciples and we got this big old crowd and Jesus starts speaking these words. I'm like, hey, hey, Jesus, chill. We're trying to build a company here. We're trying to we're trying to build build our brand here. You know, JC Incorporated. You know, we got our website. We got our Facebook page. We're we're trying to we got T-shirts that we're going to make about Jesus. you're, You're blowing things here by telling people to deny themselves. Tell them if they follow you, they get everything that you have. But Jesus wasn't looking for a crowd. He was looking for followers. He's not looking for a fan. Today, we're all all sporting the the teams that we are fanatics over. Have they put one dollar in your pocket? Have they met one of your needs? Are are you going to get paid for for advertising them? And yet we will drop money, we will drop time, we will spend energy, we will put all that we have in. We'll go to the game, spend money on tickets, we will stand in line and we'll be in the rain, we'll go. But everything has to be perfect to go to church. See, denying oneself isn't normal come on it's not normal especially in this society of me first what what am I going to get out of it you want me to come to church well you're going to have donuts (laughs) they better not be them leftover donuts from specialties either everyone's well you know what what what's sister care what kind of cake is sister Carrie making this week See, as followers, we have to understand that it might be a big investment, but it's also the best investment you will ever make. There was a time, Pastor Ray, you lived for yourself, man, doing your own thing, making your own money, slinging your stuff and doing your thing. But the moment you choose to follow God, transformed everything. See, many of us want to follow Christ, but we don't want to say no to ourselves. You, want to, you say you want to be a follower, but you want to do your own thing. It's not the way it works. You can't be a follower and do what you want. You've got to be a follower and follow according to the word of God. And at Christian Worship Center, we don't want to be people that, that worship with our mouth, but don't follow with our feet. We want to be people whose hearts are running after God. Doesn't mean you're perfect. Doesn't mean that you never mess up. Doesn't mean you don't fall. But the Bible says that a righteous man falls seven times and gets back up again. What makes you righteous isn't your, that you never fall. It's in your ability to get back up, dust yourself off, and say, let's go at it again. 
In order to follow Jesus, we have to say no to other paths in our life. And I've heard too many people say, I want to follow Jesus. But listen, don't ask me to forgive someone. I want to follow Jesus, but don't ask me to give. Everything's saved but our wallet. I I want to follow, but don't ask me to serve. Man, I I give enough time at work, and now you want me to get here and get involved and give my gift, work work in the nursery or deal with them kids. I don't even like my own kids. Don't worry. We don't want to put you in a place where you don't want to be. But every one of us has a gift that we have to utilize in order to make the body of Christ whole. You know what? I want to follow Jesus, but don't, don't make me change. This is just the way I am. Now, God loves you the way you are, but he doesn't want to keep you that way. He loves you too much to let you stay the same. Man, I I want to follow Jesus. Just don't ask me to stop. Stop what? Well, you just fill in the blank, baby, because you know. Things that you you hide out from God. I want to give God my all, but I I just, you know, I I just don't want to stop clubbing. I want to give my all to God. I don't want to stop that that lifestyle. I don't want to stop that that relationship. I don't want to stop this way of thinking. I don't want to stop this habit because we put things that we love in front of God. We say we follow Christ, but we end up listening to society instead. But if you're going to follow Jesus, listen, it's going to cost you something. Listen to me. We don't don't have this this cheap grace. It costs Christ his life. Grace will forgive you of anything and anything. But that grace that brought us to the cross isn't a cheap grace. It costs Christ his life. And he didn't say, I just want you to say a prayer and then say you're a follower of mine. I want you to change your lifestyle by running after me. Somebody needs to hear me this morning. And so he says this, that he said to them all, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily. Now, I want you to notice something about the early followers of Christ. And I want you to capture this. This is a trip. In fact, you three gentlemen in the front row, just stand up real quick. I want you to see what takes place here. I want you to capture this. How many of you ever read in the Bible where Jesus walks by the guys that are mending their nets and he tells them, follow me, and they just drop everything and follow him? How, How many see that and you're like, wow, that's amazing. I wish I could be like that, right? You know, you know what? Stand right up here, gentlemen. Okay, you give me the, give me the back slider and, and you right here. Oh, Tom Brady, bro. And have you come? Chots, why don't you stand with him over here? We'll give, give you guys together. It was a fumble, bro. It was a fumble. That's all I'm saying. It was a fumble. Okay? Now, that'll preach. And so, you see Jesus coming by and he says, follow me. And they're mending their nets, and they drop their nets, and they follow. Then he comes to these guys, does the same thing, and tells them, follow me. They drop their nets, and they follow. Now, now, follow. Come on, follow. I want you to notice what happens here. We look at this, and we say, man, that's, that's a, these guys left everything. Hey, man, good to see you, bro. God bless you. I want you to see. They, they follow, okay? They're, they're, what are they doing? They're following, okay? Hey, good to see you. So, hey, what's up, man? Now, come on, man. Looking good. What's up, John? So they're following, right? I want you to notice something. Go, go back, go back. We look at that, and Jesus, if you read the word and you see what just took place, you're like, how, how did these guys leave their business? Like that. When some guy's walking by and says, follow me, that seems 
not only to me, from a worldly point of view, that doesn't seem like faith. That seems like psycho. These guys, they got families, they got responsibilities, and you're going to just walk away, you're, you're going to just, but you got to read the Gospels in contents. And if you put all the Gospels together, you'll see that these very men, come on up, that these very men, look at Chachi, walks all the way over there. <laughs> He's following, oh, there you go, you didn't follow. So, good, bro. It's good. Earlier on, G- Jesus is teaching, and he sees these fishermen. He jumps in the boat of Peter, and he tells them to launch out, and so they launch out. Come on, launch out, guys. And while they're, he's teaching, then he tells Peter, cast your nets. He goes, man, we've been fishing all day. We caught nothing. We just got done. We're, about, we're, we're coming in. And he says, just cast your nets out. And he casts them out, and as they cast them out, as they're pulling them in, the nets begin to rip. Because there's so much fish in the nets. Such so, that they call the other boats over, and now these guys come over, and they, and they see these guys working at pulling the nets up, and Jesus standing there. They're like, what, what's going on? Then the boats come back. And then they go back to shore. And they start mending their nets. Why are they mending their nets? Because their nets were broken because of the great fish that they had just caught. Now, these are businessmen. What Jesus did was just bless their business. The economy in that area jumped because Jesus stepped in to their fishing boats. Now, go, go back to where you guys were at just a second ago. Now I want you to see what goes on here. Now Jesus is still doing your own thing, bro. Never going to break that. You must be your daddy's son. (laughs) So now when Jesus comes through and he says, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. Follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. They drop their nets and they follow. Why? They just experience, their business has caught enough fish to last them for generations almost. God has blessed them. And they're thinking, because what he just did, if he says, follow him, if I hang out with this guy, I'm never going to have a need again. That wasn't, now, when they say follow, and now all of a sudden they follow, if they're following right now, I'm not sure if they are or not, but... Now, if they follow, does that follow look crazy? What does that follow look like? It looks like they're they're making a wise choice because if I follow Jesus now, when I followed him and did what he told me to do before, I got blessed. And so as a result, if I follow Jesus like I'm supposed to, everything he said is going to, I'm not going to have to run after these things myself. Because when I run after him, goodness and mercy start following me as a result. Thank you, gentlemen. God bless you. What am I telling you this morning? Will you take a look and worship team, if you could help me. I want you to see what takes place here as we close this morning. 
early Christians, the early people that followed Jesus, take a look at this. Romans chapter 1, uh, Philippians chapter 1, James chapter 1, I think Second Peter chapter 1, and Jude chapter 1, verse 1. Every one of them opens the lines up with Paul, a bondservant of Jesus Christ. James, now James is the half-brother of Jesus. If anyone had the right to kind of boast, he could have said, yeah, James. Jesus is my bro. But that's not what he puts in the word. He says, James, a bondservant of Jesus Christ. Second Peter, or J- Peter says, Peter, a bondservant of Jesus Christ. James, a bondservant of Jesus Christ. Jude, a bondservant of Jesus Christ. What are all these guys saying? What's the difference between a slave and a bondservant? Every, every seven years in the Jewish culture, they had this year, of Jew, this, this year where they would wipe out everything, where any, any debts were, were wiped out, and you would serve for seven years, and on the seventh year, you were set free. And in those days, if you owed a debt and you couldn't pay it, pay it you became a slave to that family. Now, every so often, whenever you got to that seven years and you were going to be released, you would find an individual that would say this, I, I don't want to be set free. It's like, are you crazy? No, man, here I got a house. I'm living in a house I could never afford. I, I, I got a wife and kids now that I didn't have before. I have a family. I have, I have all, everything I need is provided for. By hanging out with you, I've gotten all of this. I don't want to be set free. That doesn't make sense to the American culture. Because freedom's been drilled into us. Come on, somebody. So... When that individual stepped up and said, I, I, I want to serve you. I don't want to be set free. They would take them to the doorpost of the house and get an awl or an ice pick. And they would put that ice pick on their ear and with the mallet, slam a hole right through it. It's a nice way to honor the person that doesn't want to leave you. Here, let me beat you with the hammer and the ice pick. But what they were doing is they were making a hole big enough so that they could put a gold earring in it. Now, wherever that person went, that gold earring was prominent for people to see. And whenever they saw that earring, they knew that this person chose to serve. They didn't have to serve. I'm not here because I'm a slave. I'm here because of love. And whenever that, they saw that earring, it, it represented that I made a choice to serve. I'm a slave of Christ. I made a choice as a bondservant. I'm not serving out of obligation. I'm serving out of love. I'm here because I love God. You know, I don't have to serve God. No one forced me to be here this morning. God touched me. God healed me. God delivered me. And I would rather be in his house than any other house. You can't pay me to step out of his house. You can't make me... Get out of this. I want to be a bondservant of God. I belong to my master. And throughout the Old Testament or the New Testament, you see Jesus being referred to as Lord. Everyone say Lord. Lord. That word in the Greek kurios means, means master. Because there was a slave master thing going on in those days to us that we want to know God as Savior, but we don't want to know him as Lord. We want God to save us, but we don't want God to rule us. But Jesus didn't come just to save you from hell. He came to have you follow him. In in the book of Genesis, 
This is where I close this morning. I was talking to someone earlier. They were saying we, we operate in the financial community and every time we're at a, at a meeting, as they're getting ready to end, they'll always say, as I close, and they say that about four or five times, so this is my first, as I close. <laughs> One of the things that Mer- uh, you, you got um, Eve standing there in front of the tree in the garden. And the serpent rises up and begins to speak to her. And he looks at her and says this, did Elohim say that you cannot eat from this tree? Everyone say Elohim. Elohim is creator God. It means God that creates. And that's the name that God is referred to in the, in, in the beginning, God. What's a trip is that word Elohim is a plural word. Some of you get that later, but it's plural. Father, Son, Hope, forget it. So, Elohim. Did Elohim say, Creator say you couldn't do this? Eve responds with, now, it starts with Yahweh, becomes Jehovah, and eventually is translated into Adonai. But she says, Adonai, Lord, said we could not eat from this tree. Elohim, Satan doesn't mind you acknowledging God as creator. And that's why every time he spoke to Eve, he kept saying Elohim. But every time Eve looked back at the serpent, she responded with Adonai. Lord, recognizing that I'm under someone. I'm submitted to someone. I'm protected by someone. I've come under the covering of someone. I've made the choice to serve someone. I'm under Adonai. I'm under the covering of Kurios. I'm under the covering of Lord. And Satan refused to acknowledge God as Lord. That's why he kept saying Elohim. Satan doesn't mind you acknowledging him as creator, but he doesn't want you serving God as Lord. Because when you recognize him as Elohim, that's okay. But your life is transformed when you acknowledge him as Adonai. I don't know if you're catching this. My question to you this morning is, are you willing to be marked for life? Are you willing to say, I'm going to follow God? I didn't say come to CWC. I said, you're willing to follow God. I didn't say to follow Christian Worship Center. I said, are you willing to become a follower of Christ? I didn't say, Pastor Dan, are you willing to become a follower of Jesus? To make a choice to go all in. To make a choice to step in and say, I'm going to follow you. I'm not going to just say a prayer. I'm going to follow you. I'm going to go where you go. I'm going to do what you do. I'm going to walk like you walk. Talk like you talk. I'm going to see things through your lenses. I want to be a follower of Jesus. Come on, stand to your feet this morning. Thank you for downloading this message. 
For more information on our church, visit us at cwcbayarea.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash cwcbayarea.com.